Many of us have heard cat calls like this before. This is from an Egyptian YouTube video. And if it's happened to you, like me, you probably have alarm bells going off for you right now, triggering that fight or flight instinct. Do I ignore the cat callers and walk faster? Do I smile politely, hoping that will get them to leave me alone? Or do I yell back and tell them to respect themselves? I've done it all. And no, that's a common calculus for women all over the world. In Egypt, the problem is big. And it's well known. A UN study from 2013 infamously said 99% of Egyptian women reported being sexually harassed. And women have been fighting to change that for years. Some of them, literally. I look for what I can use against them. The first thing I see is stones. I once broke a bracelet by hitting a harasser. I always carry a big ring to beat harassers with. I also carry a long needle. But the problem also goes beyond the street, into universities, jobs, and friendships. This summer, that fight has reached what seems to be a tipping point, and authorities are listening. Some say, finally. I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. Today's episode is a quick take, our shorter look at stories that are trending around the world, stories that you, our listeners, are talking about, and stories you might not hear anywhere else. This is a story that a few of you sent me messages about, asking us to cover. It's set in Egypt, but... The narrative could really have been anywhere. It begins in a Facebook group for the American University in Cairo. AUC is a school of Egypt's elite, an expensive private university, one of the most well-known in Egypt. I actually studied there for a semester myself. Anyway, one woman in this AUC Facebook group posted about a former student. Ahmed Bassam Zeki. It's a name that's now notorious in Egypt. And this woman accused Zeki of harassing her and people she knew. And she wasn't the only one. More allegations started to come out and they spread. It started with an Instagram account named for its social media advocacy for women. Assault police. According to accusations, he would start with flattery, then pressure the women and girls to share intimate photos that he later used to blackmail them to have sex with him. If they did not, he would threaten to send the pictures to their family. He apparently left a lot of threats like that. This voice note was shared as an alleged example of the sexual blackmail. It's threatening to contact a girl's family member. Most of this is too graphic to share. He calls her a slut among many other things. If she didn't answer this phone call, I would have gone straight to the sister. Are you going to f*** my f***? Or should I tell you sister? And it's right now, it is 9.48. At 10.30, I want to answer. Peace. Here's one testimony from Twitter that made the news in Egypt. 
This post might bring me trouble, but I decided I'm going to fight for my rights and I won't be silenced. And I have a lot of evidence to back what I'm saying. Ahmed Bassam Zaki is the sole purpose for why my family and I left Egypt. I stayed quiet for too long. Now, this is the point where many stories, not just in Egypt, but all over the world, grind to a halt. Girls are constantly threatened to let go of the case. And then there's the whole, well, what were you wearing? Who were you with? Or the woman might ask herself, is it really worth it to draw all this attention? Am I going to make things worse for myself when I don't even know if the police or even my family will side with me? The stats bear that out. That same 2013 UN survey also said that more than a third of women who didn't report harassment to police were worried about how it would affect their reputation. But with Ahmed Zaki, that wasn't what happened. Instead, the stories unleashed a flood with online influencers encouraging women to speak out. It is not on the victim to produce the evidence. There are investigators. It is not on you. Your case is not flimsy just because you deleted the chats because you were traumatized. Please, please reach out to us. Please help us get justice for you and for everyone else. This case will be dismissed just like the rest if you don't speak up. I'm not addressing the 200 women. I'm not addressing the 150. I'm just speaking to two of you. If more than one comes forward, that means he is a rapist. About 100 women and girls claim to have been harassed, sexually assaulted, or raped by Ahmed Bassam Zaki. Zaki was accused of harassment, assault, rape, not just in Egypt, but also in Spain, where he was in business school. And authorities listened. It only took a few days for Zaki to be arrested in Cairo for charges of rape, blackmail, and assault. The business school expelled him, and the alleged victims got a surprising amount of support from the media. No means no. No means no, all over the world. It's not possible to force any woman under any label, whether it's girlfriend or friend or your wife. No means no. If the lady says no, it's no. Egypt's judiciary says Zeki denied most of the charges, and media quoted his father as saying it was an internet pile-on. But with all the encouragement to come forward, many people are saying the moment is becoming a movement. The government is getting even more complaints, and not just about Zeki. Other men who've been accused of assault or harassment have resigned or been suspended from their jobs. And it pushed forward a new law in Egypt, one to encourage more women to come forward by keeping their names anonymous in court records. Because until now, that wasn't a thing. But something else happened too. That Instagram page, the one that collected all those accusations of assault, last month, it went inactive. All its posts are gone. And that's reportedly because the administrators were receiving death threats over another incident at Cairo's luxurious Fairmont Hotel. Ahmed Zeki is Egyptian elite, but some of these alleged perpetrators at the Fairmont 
are truly among the rich and powerful. This is a promo video for a party at the hotel in 2014. It's like many parties in Cairo, dancing, flashing lights, alcohol, people blowing kisses at the camera. But at a private after party following the event, an alleged gang rape took place. The men allegedly drugged the woman using GHB and filmed it on video, apparently to blackmail the victim into silence. But they also allegedly shared it with people they knew. After the first Instagram account went dark, the story didn't end. There's now an investigation pending into the Fairmont case, and two of the men in the case have had separate charges filed against them. Activists want more women to come forward. There's a new Instagram account with a more explicit name, Gang Rapists of Cairo. This was written in one of their posts. The process so far for all the victims who have come forward has been extremely eased by the authorities involved. You're in safe hands. The biggest proof is that none of the victims' names have been announced by anyone. While all of this is a big change, this story is also just a snippet of how social media is working both for Egyptian women and against them. At the same time this reckoning has been going on, there's been an entirely separate controversy. Egypt has cracked down on a number of female TikTok influencers. It says for violating a law on family values. But that's a story for another time. So while the picture is always complex, the changes that have come this summer are still a surprise to what many women would have expected out of 2020. And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Alexandra Locke, with Dina Kisve, Abigail Oniwohacha, Priyanka Tilve, Nay Alvarez, Amy Walters, and me, Malika Bilal. Alex Roldan was the sound designer, and Natalia Aldana is our engagement producer. Stacey Samuel is the executive producer, and Graylin Brashear is Al Jazeera's head of audio. We'll be back.